It's Your Health Radio, a special podcast series presented by Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're identifying women who may be at high risk for breast cancer. Joining me is Mari Shea. She's the manager of Women's Imaging Services at the Sheila R. Vilos Breast Center at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Mari, I'm so glad to have you with us. So the Sheila R. Vilos Breast Center at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital is offering a new program to identify women who may be at increased risk for breast cancer. Please tell us a little bit about this new program. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so our breast center is really known throughout the community for bringing state-of-the-art breast health services to our community. And so in keeping with this tradition, we have launched a program through the partnership with Ambry Genetics, and it's called the CARE Program. The CARE Program really stands for Comprehensive Assessment, Risk, and Education. And so basically what this is is that this is an assessment tool that we use when women come in for their annual screening mammogram that will um, assess their risk for a possible genetic or hereditary cancer. Well, then let's discuss that. What role does inherited trait play in developing breast cancer? Tell us a little bit about the mutations of the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes and why this is an increased risk. Sure. So there's a couple of types of risk when you're talking breast cancer. So you have a familial risk in which, you know, you have little clusters of family members that that have cancer, but may or may not have any genetic component to it all. So a hereditary cancer is when you see family members have cancer that have a genetic component, meaning that there is an inherited gene or a mutation that has been passed from parent to child and kind of gets passed on through. So about 5 to 10% of cancers are actually hereditary, but it's important to know that because it puts you at risk for not only developing breast cancer, but it puts you at a higher risk for developing other cancers. And so it also for breast, for us as a breast screening center, we want to know anyone who has a hereditary cancer because it actually changes their screening plan. Well, that's interesting. So besides the inherited trait... Mm-hmm. What other risk factors might contribute to a woman's risk of breast cancer? Tell us about some of the other things, some we can control and some we can't. Correct. So just for the simple fact that we're women, that that puts us at risk for breast cancer. The age you had your first period, whether or not you've had children, things like that all contribute to breast cancer. Things that we can control, smoking, tobacco use, Uh, Weight has been, so obesity has been uh, linked to an increased risk of breast cancer. There are some studies that say that there is a nutritional component to it, but again, I think that really just plays more into your overall health. Those are some of the more generic risk factors for developing breast cancer. So Mari, tell us about screening, because there's been some confusion over the current recommendations for screening mammography, which still is the gold standard. So tell us a little bit about who should get screened, at what age, how often. Give us the generals. Yeah, that is such a good question. So there are so many screening guidelines out there. It's really alphabet soup. And it's really hard as as a healthcare provider to understand them, let alone to expect the community to understand them. So 
There are several well-known organizations that recommend um, screening at later ages. However, there's been so many studies showing that, that breast cancer is easily treated or more easily treated if we start screening earlier, and really that needs to start at age 40. So we here in the screening center, we follow what are called the American College of Radiology Guidelines. It's also the NCCN Guidelines and the Society of Breast Surgeons. So that says that every woman of average risk needs to start with an annual screening mammography at age 40 and should continue every year throughout their life. There's also a lot of question of, well, when do I stop? How old is too old to get a mammogram? Well, that really is individual. You have to look at the age of the woman and you have to look at what their other health issues are and really what their longevity is. So the decision to stop screening is really an individual choice, but everybody should start at age 40. Tell us about the different kinds of mammograms, because we're hearing now about tomosynthesis, 3D. We hear about automated whole breast ultrasound if you have dense breasts, plain whole breast ultrasound. Tell us a little bit about some of the other screening methods and let the listeners know what the difference between the 2D and the 3D is and why we're using that now. Sure. 2D imaging was the standard. It's actually not quite as common anymore. Most breast centers have gone to 3D. The benefit of 3D imaging, which is also known as tomosynthesis, so those are the same thing. When you do a 3D mammogram, it gives you these slices of the mammogram. So basically, it takes the image in it and it creates these little slices of views. So you can really see more in depth into the breast tissue than you can with just a standard 2D image. So it provides a much more precise view than a standard 2D. Automated breast ultrasound, or ABUS, um, is another screening tool that is used for women who have been identified as having dense breasts. And that is really a great screening tool in which we have equipment that can just scan the entire breast at once, rather than using the handheld standard ultrasound where you have to just scan the breast in kind of a uniform fashion. And this does one big sweep across the breast, um, looking at the whole breast itself. So those are two very, very good screening tools. And then actually what's not as commonly known is MRI can be used as a screening tool, but only in women that are identified as being high risk. So that's another option. But that's really for a very select group of women. Well, thank you for clearing that up. So I'd like to jump back to the BRCA gene for just a minute. People don't understand that we all have this gene, right? And this is just a mutation of that gene. Can you tell us who is at risk for that mutation? Right. So you said it exactly. All of the genes that cause a hereditary cancer, we all carry around all of the time. It's not that we have the BRCA gene or we get it. It's we have it and there's a mutation. It's broken. Something doesn't work with that specific gene. So in order to kind of screen somebody of whether or not they may possibly have any variety of genetic mutations, there's just some common screening questions that we use. So for the breast cancer questions, we say, has anyone in your family been diagnosed with a cancer at a younger age? So we were looking to identify cancers in people that are under the age of 50. Have three or more people on the same side of your family had cancer? Have you or your family members been diagnosed with more than one cancer? And then has anyone obviously in your family ever been told that they have a gene mutation? 
and then we're looking specifically for any family member that may have had a cancer that's considered a little bit more rare. For example, male breast cancer is a big red flag and ovarian cancer. And then finally, if you are of Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry, that actually puts you at a little bit higher risk for a genetic mutation as well. So then tell us who should be referred to an oncology genetic counselor. What do you tell people when they ask these same questions that I've been asking you here today about possibly looking into testing for the BRCA gene mutation and when they ask you questions about dense breast tissue and if they should have the ABUS, which I myself did, and it's painless and easy and it kind of gave me an extra peace of mind. So what do you tell people when they ask you about some of these questions? Absolutely. So I think the benefit of being in the breast center is we get to answer all of these questions and we really can help our patients guide them to the right screening tools, the right specialist. And really with this new program that we have, we're able to really customize and individualize somebody's screening plan. So first of all, we do a complete assessment of and ask these same questions that we just reviewed. Plus, we actually go a little bit more in depth with this new care program that we have. That will automatically, when they complete the assessment, will identify two things. It'll identify if they qualify or they meet the requirements to have a genetic test. And we do follow NCCN guidelines, which are the most rigorous. So it's covered by insurance. So this tells us, okay, you need to be tested. You have a likelihood that you may have a a inherited cancer. The other thing it does is it puts them on, it risk stratifies them. So then it also creates this risk score. You may have both of those as a red flag. You may only have one. But what the risk score tells us is you may not have a hereditary cancer, but you have enough of a personal and familial um, history that you would benefit from additional screening tools. And that's where that MRI comes into play. Along with this, there's new screening or new risk tools that have come out that take dense breasts and calculate that into risk. Because as we know, women who have dense breasts do tend to have a higher risk of developing breast cancer because breast cancers are harder to find in a woman with dense breasts. So now we can look at your hereditary cancer risk, we can look at your personal risk, and we can look at your breast density, and we can determine what your personal risk of developing breast cancer in your lifetime is. Once we have those pieces in place, then we can create a screening plan. And that could include annual mammography, ABUS, even up to MRI. If a patient is identified as having a hereditary cancer, that is where we get a genetics counselor involved. So the genetics counselor has a very in-depth conversation with the patient, identifies what the concerns are, because remember, these genes not only put you at risk for developing breast cancer, but they could put you at risk for developing another cancer as well. So we want to make sure that we're not only treating the patient's breast health concerns, but we're taking care of the rest of it. So the genetic counselor is able to put together a personalized program as well to say, these are the things you need to do in order to provide some extra screening for you. So it's a really comprehensive program. And it's, it's really exciting to be able to offer this to our patients. Well, it certainly is comprehensive. And do you have any final advice for listeners about getting screened, about high-risk breast cancer, and the program at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital? 
Yeah, I think we've, we all know what COVID has done, and we all know that a lot of women are putting off annual screening. I just encourage everybody to, regardless of what's going on, to continue annual screening. Screening mammograms, as you said earlier, is the gold standard and still the best tool that we have to identify and prevent breast cancer. And then along with that, if you have any sort of concern about your family or your hereditary risk for developing cancer, reach out to, if it's if you're not coming to us, reach out to your breast screening center. They have the experts there as well to answer your questions and get connected with those tools to help you identify if you possibly have this increased risk for breast cancer. Great information. It's so important for women to hear. Thank you so much, Mari, for joining us today. And to schedule a consultation at the Sheila R. Velos Breast Center, please call 661-200-1099. Or you can visit our website at henrymayo.com for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. That wraps up this episode of It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole, and for episode 100 for Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital, thanks for listening.